The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Is there more time left for Kilkenny? The referee blows the full time whistle. Limerick are the All Ireland champions for the UN France, New York, Chicago. Glenn Moore, Patrick Swell, Ahad, wherever you are, this is history that doesn't happen every day of the week. Four out of five All Irelands have now been won by Limerick. For Brian Cody, a wonderful manager, he will go over and congratulate the victor, John Kiley. But if you're going to win in All-Ireland, you have to beat Kilkenny if you're going to have the gravitas, because Kilkenny are something special. Ah, jeez, I don't know how we let that play out. How, how did we let that play out, given we're here in Kilkenny? When do we celebration of Black and Amber? We, we, we play last year's uh, final moments uh, when, of course, Kilkenny were beaten by Limerick. Limerick going for four in a row uh, this year and the same opposition uh, standing their way. You're listening to The Hard Shoulder and I am with you until seven o'clock and I am with you from the Hibernian bar here in Kilkenny, the Baron Hotel, a right slap bang in the middle of town. We're here for News Talk Summer Tour and what a day to be here uh, just in the cusp of uh, All-Ireland Final Weekend. It gives me great pleasure to welcome to the show to preview uh, the game. David Herity, Paul Murphy, of course, uh, both All-Ireland winners with Kilkenny. And uh, much as I tried to ensure that this would be a Kilkenny-only panel and we would completely look at this through black and amber tinted glasses, uh, my, my producer from Waterford insisted somebody from Munster would be here, maybe to try and put manners on us and offer someone by a few. So Paddy Stapleton <laughs> has crossed the border from Boris Ali, a former tip player and All-Ireland winner himself. So Paddy, you're welcome to the show as well. Cheers, Kieran. Uh, and thanks a million. Good to see you, lads, as well. And, and thank you all for joining me. So listen, this there's a nice bit of buzz around town. Uh, uh, Owen Murphy actually walked up the street. He of the greatest save of all time. As no offence, David. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, a, a few minutes ago, uh, Richie Reed. It was funny. We walked past the Grafton Barber down the other end of town, and Richie Reed was in the queue waiting to get his haircut. And when he saw myself and Bobby Kerr walking past with News Talk microphones, I've never ter- saw a man turn around, put it back to us so quickly. He thought, Jesus Christ, News Talk. I better not do an interview uh, two days before not Ireland. Um, but there is a great bit of buzz, isn't there, Paul? There is. Yeah, and I suppose it's it's the fact that a new leaf has been turned over now with Derek. I mean, as Kilkenny people, if you told us at the start of the year that they'd be in an All-Ireland final, they'd have made a league final and they've won Leinster, you'd be saying, well, that's brilliant. Um, now, whatever after this is bonus territory, but look, for Derek's first year, um, people were definitely giving him a bit of slack to you know find his feet, to put his own spin on the team, but what Kilkenny people see is a team rejuvenated, you know, a team that some of the older players now seem to be getting an extra small bit out of the tank, the Killian Buckleys, the Walter Welches and these people. So, um, yeah, like I think just the optimism coming in, no one were facing an incredible Limerick team, a bit of a different position for a Kilkenny team to be coming into, but I think people are coming with the feet grounded knowing that, look, it's a tough challenge, but isn't it great to be here now in all final Sunday again? and a young team going at this. Uh, David, uh, just a word on some of those players, because there was maybe an expectation last year that, that we mightn't see some of them again. You know, people were understandably saying, I wonder, will Killian go again? Will Parik? Will Walter go again? Will TJ? And, you know, while, while it's only TJ maybe starting, the impact the others have had off the bench have been immense. Not only have they gone again, but they've had a material difference. And, of course, Killian scoring that goal in the Leinster final. Yeah, and Walter Welch had scored 1-1 in that game, and again, the last day when he came on, Walter scoring a point, and, and, or sorry, getting set up 
uh, for a free. Richie as well getting nailed for another free. So they're absolutely vital. Um, and again, I, I do think I think if you're looking at both teams, even the the starting 15s for both team on Sunday, I do think Limerick have a stronger 15. I do think that they are by far the favourites in my own opinion. But I do think that the team, if they go along and, and are able to manage to stick with them until those final 20 minutes, and then Kilkenny can unleash the Parks, Killians, uh, Walters, Richie Hogan's, and then Keen Kenny or Billy Drennan, then I think Kilkenny have a chance. But it is vital that Kilkenny stay in the game for that first 45 minutes. Paddy, would you agree with that? I definitely agree with that. And the one thing you'd look at Kilkenny more than they have in the last few years those experienced players like Derek is using them in the right way in my opinion if you go on and you play Limerick in the first 40, 40 minutes they're just so powerful that the impact of the older players is lessened like I, I know we all know ourselves here in this panel the older you get just you're just not as strong you're just not as powerful as you were and so you know you risk really being blown away by some of these Limerick lads but bring them on with 10-15 minutes to go full of beans some of the Limerick lads getting tired and they start punching holes like they have like I suppose Wally Walsh uh, Killian Buckley probably gets you know rightfully the headlines after the Leinster final but to me Wally Walsh is probably the most important substitute that they have because he always had it if he runs at a straight line it's very very hard to stop him he'll either go through you or shove you off and um, they have the power Walshes they have those players uh, to make the difference but a key they have to stay in the match up to Lynn and who then from I mean Limerick have been kind of funny all year they were kind of stuttering for a lot of a, a, a lot of matches and I think maybe people in Kilkenny might have been more confident before the semi-final weekend mm. when we kind of saw Limerick of old yeah. to a degree I mean what, what was the difference between that Limerick the Limerick we saw against Galway and the Limerick that struggled maybe in the Munster Championship I think the Munster and both provinces now I think we all say the Munster Championship is great but both provinces are very good now that we see the teams that have made the final but um, I think it's a grind in Munster I think when Limerick get out there then they're into Croke Park and they seem to get a new lease of life in Croke Park but it's not all roses either um, I believe that first 25-30 minutes from Galway really showed up what this Kilkenny team can do to, to Limerick over maybe a 60-70 minute period. Um, they had them at 6s and 7s. Uh, structurally on the team, they had the players positioned out the field in the right spots uh, and they were able to compete with them physically. Key is, can Kilkenny compete physically for longer? Can they compete with them? Because they played the league final earlier in the year. I don't think it has a great bearing on it, but physically that day they're under serious pressure, Kilkenny. So that's something they'll have to turn around. I think they will turn it around. I think it'll be very, very close. But it, it is key that, that, that they stop that juggernaut because temporary people know the last few years when the Limerick juggernaut gets going, it's a green machine. Uh, and Paul, in terms of how then Kilkenny set up to stop that juggernaut, I mean, maybe we should talk about team selection. So we, we, this named team and, and, and people wondering about David Blanchfield, whether he's actually fit or not. I know he did kind of an injury from the, from the last game. If for a moment, if we assume he's out of action, who for you goes in half back and how do Kilkenny set up? Yeah, well, we were actually just chatting about this before we came on because we're saying that what David Blanchfield brings is a huge element of physicality. Like he's six foot five, six foot six. He's a huge man. And he's almost a carbon copy of, of Derek Corcoran. Like, you know, they're very similar players, but Blanchfield probably brings that bit more of physicality. He knows how to use it really well. And you'd be looking that if, if Blanchfield is there, that's probably the man that's going to mark Hegarty. But if he's not there, are you going to then go with maybe a Killian Buckley style player who obviously isn't six foot five? Would he match up nicely with Hegarty or do you move him? So these are kind of the situations. So it's funny that like at one side, we're looking at Declan Hannan saying, how important is he if he's missing? But we're actually looking at David Blanchfield now going, a quiet man of the Kilkenny team but really important player this year and is 
as far as I'm concerned at the moment, probably just ahead of Dermot Burns for the right half-back position in the All-Star team. So it's interesting he's named, but I think we've learned one thing from teams this year is until they're behind their 10 by his band, you don't know what team is actually going to come out. I think Kilkenny will do a few match-ups, certainly, but I think this the full forward line is where they'll match up, as in Kilkenny's full back line mm. matching toe-to-toe at the full forward line. The half forwards for Tip or for for Limerick this year haven't been overly, you know, as influential. But we've seen in previous years, Hegarty performs in All Ireland finals. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. incredible. I mean, over the last few All Ireland semi finals, I think he has five points. You go to the All Ireland finals then, and he shoots the lights out. He's also taken off in five of those semi finals. Mm. Yeah, and, you know? then, and then he's got man of the match. Seven for the final, I think. Yeah. Well, you can yeah. see the swagger in him. I thought that the point he got under the Hughes stand uh, on the twenty one the last day, it was that old kind of golf strike that yeah, he drops it down low and strokes it over as if you know he's just poking around in the backyard, and you can kind of see that swagger coming back into him. You know, and you see him sauntering around the field and he's kind of you know he believes in himself and I think I genuinely do believe that the Sunday regardless what happens you know you'd like to think Kilkenny are going to win but either way I think Garrod Hegarty turns up on Sunday because he just loves these big games so look there's lots of fires for Kilkenny to put out um, but you can only address one or two of them you can't you can't expect to put them out all mm. over the pitch uh, So uh, David it, like do, do Kilkenny then go with the famous kind of Brian Cody it's all a case of kind of individual battles uh, and whoever's on Hegarty that's your job whoever's on Aaron Galland that's your job whoever's on Tom Morrissey that's your job or, or, or do they look at a sweeper do they look at some way of maybe Stem in the tide until that third quarter, which is the kind of the quarter last year when Kilkenny actually had Limerick rattled for quite a few minutes. Yeah, they have to they have to clog up those two channels either side of the two halfbacks, which they didn't last year. Last year, Limerick I was in a great position just there between the Davin and the Cusack and up high, and you could you could see that as just congregating there in the middle and breaking left and right and Mikey Carey and Richie Reid and Paddy Deegan they were, they were all over the place they didn't know whether to stick or whether to follow their men and that's why Limerick got 114 off on that day I think the middle eight is the, is the key part again so far this year in the, in the last uh, three games Limerick have got 30 points from that middle eight Kilkenny have got 119 they're just far better in that middle eight section and then if you push out the field and you try and shut them down then you can get that quick, fast ball into Aaron Gillan and then he, he punctures you there and stick it over the bar. So Kilkenny have to, again in last year's final, Limerick got 11 points from that mid-late. Kilkenny only got eight. That's just crucial that they can break even there, again, like we said, until the subs come in. But they, they have to make sure that that supply line is not, that that, that area is cut off. And I think the likes of uh, Adrian Mullen and Conor Fogarty playing midfield, you know, in contrast to last year, Connor Brown and Keane Kenny, probably smaller, less physical lads, but those two lads are huge men. They're well able to take the hits, give the hits. They're also very experienced lads between Ballyhale, All Ireland's, and, and Connor Fogarty heading into his eight All Ireland. I think that, that experience around that area will actually protect the half back then a hell of a lot better this year. I, we mentioned, mentioned, David mentions Aaron Galland there as well, Paddy, and I, 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 I want to kind of give special mention to him because in some of those games we talked about in Munster, I mean, he, he dragged Limerick That's over true. the line. And even some of those games that they, they kind of narrowly lost, I mean, he was a kind of a lone trooper up there. He yeah. has been phenomenal for them. Ah, he's been phenomenal the last few years, and he's probably, I suppose, Paul and myself playing the full back line. He's one of the ones in, in tip now. You'd say to yourself, if you were playing again, how, how would I stop it? Like, how would I stop it? And the biggest thing about stopping Galan is, is stopping the quality of ball in. Yeah. His movement is second to none. 
he and 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 you can try and read the play, and we talk about reading the play in hurling, and it's nearly impossible. Uh, and the problem then is you try and get out in front of him, which all good cornerbacks try to do, and he's six foot two, and he's unbel- we saw the last day against Dahi Bork, like that was a ridiculous catch. There's not there's a handful, maybe nobody else in the country will do that. TJ Reid maybe. Um, so whatever you pick, it's going to be poisonous. So it's going it's going to be a hard day at the office. Um, all they can do is stop that quality ball getting into him. I do think. Um, Hugh Lawler is one of the only people in, in Ireland that can get near him. Phenomenal fullback, maybe the best. Um, he'll have to have a day of days, you know. He'll have to get hip to hip. And it, it's more like football when you're playing them. The ball is coming in, they can make the runs, but you have to be side by side. Side by side, mm-hmm. not reading it, getting there, but it's the ball in. But Glenn, look, Glenn, and it doesn't matter with Glenn. His confidence is sky high all the time. If he's bet for four or five balls, he'll stay making the runs. He has this languid style, very relaxed, and just, it's a massive, massive challenge. Um, but I do think Limerick have a lot of challenges with Kilkenny as well. I think the Vies are talking a lot about Limerick here. Maybe they're playing the old soul. No, oh, talking about certainly, I certainly, no, I certainly do think uh, <laughs> Limerick have a lot to worry about as well. And, and just that Galway game, snippets the last day, Munster Championship. Full back line, potential problems with TJ Reid. Um, a centre back who hasn't played in All Ireland before has played one game uh, for Limerick in the half back line in Willow Donahue. I think there are chinks in the armour, but mm. if they can be exploited. Yeah, I, I, someone kind of put it to me very simply, Paul, and, and I thought it was a good description. They said, like, if you were offered evens odds, you'd still be putting your money on Limerick, but Kenny are probably a bit better than last year, and Limerick are maybe slightly weaker. A couple of more weaknesses yeah. to be exploited. Yeah, certainly, like, and exactly what Paddy was saying earlier about Galway. Galway showed up for 30 minutes that, oh, there is holes that you can poke in this Limerick defence. If you ask the right questions, and... Why, you know, a lot, a lot of people were kind of saying that they would have loved to see Clare. Like, the neutral was saying they would have loved to see Clare play this Limerick team because emotionally, Clare get up for Limerick and there's a big rivalry there. But in terms of a panel sustaining 70 minutes against Limerick, Kilkenny are in a better position than Clare or than lots of teams to go and do that. And what I like about Derek, particularly from the semi-final, is that... He, he injected the right substitute at each phase throughout. It wasn't just, we need to do something here, so let's take off a player and put on a player. During the second half, where he saw Clare were carrying the ball and recognised that Kenny were striking too many long balls, he said, listen, Keen Kenny will go in here. Not a hugely physical player, great player to carry the ball through those little areas that are tight. First ball he gets, 30 seconds in, sets up a point, and then scores a point himself. Richie Hogan comes on. Why do you bring Richie Hogan on? Provides something different inside in the full forward line, that bit of cleverness. Like When Richie saw that he wasn't going to get the score. He held it up in the corner, drew Dermot Ryan onto him. Now, granted, it was a free, but Richie knew how to draw that free, slow the game down. Like we talked about Nicky Quaid's contact lens at the other end, we're talking about, you know, can Kenny know how to manage that time as yeah. well? So when I'm looking at looking at this, look, Kilkenny are starting this game two points down. That's the way I'd be looking at it. Um, but they do, I think they're in a better position this year to find those two points and to go and actually take on this Limerick team. Like you said, Limerick maybe, not to say they've taken a step back, maybe other teams have stepped up to them. Yeah. And those players that were quite young playing All-Ireland final last year maybe have gained that little bit more experience, learned from those lessons, and I think they're in a better position to go at Limerick again. Is there any possibility, David, and this is kind of maybe an impossible question to answer in advance, that we'd see some sort of uh, uh, cat pulled out of the bag by uh, Derek Ling. No pun intended. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, was it was it an 05 taggy? Was that was that 2005? 2006. 2006. 2006 yeah. in the match. Uh, Wally in 2012. Yeah, yeah. Might there be a 2023 version? I don't think. I don't think so. Like someone obviously has to come in for Blanchfield. Well, if if he doesn't make it, um, but no, I don't. I don't think so. I, I think one of the the biggest strengths there. I love listening to Derek Ling there during the week, and he's talking about. Um, 
you know, basically we're better prepared than we were last year and he felt it like and he, you know, a lot of people were talking about the experience of Brian Lohan and obviously Kylie, Henry Sheffern heading into the semi-finals but, you know, Derek Ling was obviously his first year but that was his 17th semi-final like, you know, between player, between selector and now between manager like he has a huge amount of experience and again, when he was in the dressing room he was always one of those lads when Brian kind of circled us around in the, the warm-up area Derek was one of the ones that was given a done to basically start talking and a Noel Hickey and a Brian Hogan. So he's used to he's, talking. He's vocal in the dressing room. He is, he? yeah. He was always seen as the leader. He was always yeah. seen as that kind of, I suppose there was players, there was the lads in purgatory there that weren't at management, there weren't players, it was himself and the likes of James McGarry, Henry. These lads were real kind of leaders amongst men. Um, and again, I was sitting seven rows behind him there for the semi-final. I thought he was outstanding in his approach. Just even when there was contentious decisions for or against Kilkenny, he was calm, composed, he had a few words with the linesmen. He's very, very calm on the sideline and he's there constantly directing it. And even the other part, what I loved about him was even 20 minutes into the game, Owen Murphy had ran 40 yards to ask him something Paddy Deegan had come over to ask him and David Blanchfield had come over to ask him mm. and again he's a constant coach manager like he's telling lads where to go he's a bit like a Pep Guardiola on the sideline constantly giving small little instructions to his team it's just and again in semi or in the second half when he's giving instructions he comes over nice and calmly going we need an injection of, of energy into this team so basically selection committee just work it and like that they seem to have everything planned who to bring on and the Keane Kenny moment was was a, a very much a changing point because now Claire didn't know how to sit back or push up on him and they, they uh, gained the advantage of that those few minutes Well as I said to Tracy Millay earlier I, I sat beside Derek at the All-Ireland last year so I mean everything he's putting into practice I told him I was the one pointing out all these, <laughs> uh, all, all, all these problems and do I get any credit uh, Paddy um uh, you know the the danger often, and, and, and you're playing a junior hurling match tonight. Is it the I danger am, at, at every grade is that when you've got one team better than the other, you, you think of the match completely through the prism of the better team, and you kind yes. of you, you go out and you, you play then to their plan. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, would that would, would Limerick then be conscious of of trying to stop Kilkenny? They don't overly focus. We'd be silly to think they don't focus on elements because. If you don't focus on TJ Reid, number one, like I mean, he's still uh, unbelievable, one of the best player ever, maybe that we've seen. Um, and Owen Cody, like he's really coming to the fore. If you don't concentrate on those players, mm. they're going to get you. Like Owen Cody has been known to get, especially Limerick now that they're down two good backs in their backline. Like they have a great backline anyway, but I don't care. T- Sean Finn had it, you know, to the pin of his collar last year with TJ Reid and and was upset by TJ Reid. Yeah, and now they're missing him. And also on Cody, so you're talking about an unsettled full back line. But how then do you? How then do Kenny not do the opposite? What we talked about there, not just think about the game in terms of stopping Limerick and I actually think impose your own. To me, and I swear, and it's very yeah. not because the Kilkenny boys are there. We used to play Kilkenny, and it was it was a very very similar um, reasoning. We what's the point in man marking? They're all good, you know. And what forwards we used to play against, they were all good. So if you go to somebody, uh, well, Richie Powers in the corner anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Henry Shefflin is over here. It doesn't matter. Same with Limerick. So it's a, it, from, I think from Limerick's point of view, it's more a team thing than from Limerick's. I think Limerick feel if they shut down TJ Reid, if they shut down Owen Cody, you do have a lot of work done. Whereas I think Kilkenny know we have to go right to the wall here. We have to go 100%. And if we don't win the physical battle in this match, we're not going to beat Limerick. All right. Scores in the doors time. David, final score. Or, or, or the, 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 the winning margin for a another. I think, I think Kilkenny will have to get at least two, maybe three goals to win us. I would say Limerick 124, Kilkenny 318. 
There you go, Paul. I didn't realise we were going to do specific scores. Very specific, <laughs> it was yeah. very quick maths. No, well, one of the things I had said, I was on at a Limerick Supporters Club event during the week, and I was saying, look, to win an All-Ireland this day and age, um, for Kilkenny to win, they're going to have to hit the round 224 mark. You're going to have to hit around... Sorry, did you just make a draw? I did. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. 124. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even cop it. <laughs> so, I barely ever do. So one, you two, want to three, draw. Four, five, six. I think it'll go to extra time. I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, suddenly, yeah. I wasn't predict. finished. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah look, I, t- I think Kilkenny, look, if, if you're talking... They're going to have to hit the back of the net. That's the bottom line. You're not going to win this All-Ireland, I think, mm. you know, not scoring goals against mm. Limerick. But the great thing about last year is they showed they can hit the back of the net. Like some Mossy Keown and these lads, like, you know, Walter even. They've just shown they're able to do it and own Cody. So I think, look, Kenny will hit around 224 mark and Limerick will be minus one point less than that, whatever that is there. Paddy, <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me what the score will be. But, um, to beat this Limerick team, I think you need to be five or six points better than them six, seven points better than them. You might only go over the line by a pint. I think, I think, I think Kilkenny could edge it by a pint or two. I think they could. I right. think they could. Uh, but apart from the last day, the second half of the last day, Limerick have been teetering on the edge. And if there's a team going to take advantage of it, I think it could be Kilkenny. Now Limerick can come around and, and they can come back and absolutely yeah. storm into it Sunday. But just, apart from that Galway game the last day, they haven't dominated a team. And I think if they don't, get on top of Kilkenny and dominate them that Kilkenny could pull it over the line with the, with the subs they have Alright well given your prediction then I'll give you a, I wish you the best of luck in your own uh, junior hurling uh, best of luck to my own club mate Killian Buckley who's getting married uh, tomorrow uh, as well uh, but there is no more professional amateur athlete than Killian so he will be uh, ready to go as well on Sunday uh, listen thanks a million to Paddy Stapleton to Paul Murphy and David Herity that's uh, again thank you very much for coming in and joining us here in the Hibernian uh, Hotel the Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.